Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Talk. I am your host, Chef Michael, but you may recognize me from Instagram, my cookbook, MasterChef, uh, or somewhere else, but I'm just happy to be here and share with you a little bit more about who I am, my beliefs around the keto and diet space, and bringing in guests that we can kind of dive in a little bit deeper with and talk about some of these sometimes popular, sometimes unpopular opinions around uh, keto and the diet culture. So before we get started, I want to give you a little bit of information. If you want to learn more about this episode, past episodes, future episodes, or anything else that's happening in the world of this podcast, go to chefmichael.com slash podcast. And that's chef-michael.com slash podcast. That damn dash is only there because someone else owns chefmichael.com. A discussion for another day. Uh, if you want to help me support the podcast, keep the lights on, a few dollars goes a really long way. And you could do that by going to patreon.com slash chef Michael, and you will get membership to some really cool bonus content, including my post episode reflections and thoughts where I basically dive in without my guests about the things that we talked about um, and, and kind of like give you my reflection on what just happened. Uh, there's also some goodies that come with your membership. So join me there at patreon.com slash chef Michael. And a huge thank you, huge thank you to our sponsor, Redmond Real Salt for providing support for this podcast. And uh, guys, I can't tell you enough. Their salt is just really good. That's why I wanted to work with them on this. <laughs> I use it in my kitchen every single day. Uh, and I'm not kidding about that. It is the best salt in the world. It's always next to me at my stove. And there's a few reasons for that. First of all, it tastes great. I like I, I take a pinch of it and just put it on my tongue. I think it's delicious, um, but I'm also a salt addict. Um, but more importantly, uh, you know, with keto and with a lot of um, general health, uh, getting in those electrolytes is really important. And so those sort of diverse electrolytes are key things like magnesium, potassium and others. So um, what's cool about Redmond salt is that it's made from a dried up seabed here in the USA in Utah. It's like a Jurassic era seabed that's uh, dried up. And so it's just 100 percent pure salt that is mined directly out of the, uh, the the caves. They have these really cool mines. Um, I hope to visit them one day actually, but uh, they're packed with like 65 trace minerals in those salts. So you're getting a lot more than just sodium. And uh, it's really an awesome way to not only get good flavor out of your food, but obviously get some of those, um, those nice electrolytes. Uh, now go to redmond.life for uh, more information. You can also put in an order there online, use the discount code Chef Michael, you'll get 15% off. They do have some other cool products as well, like other seasonings that have salt in it, as well as like lifestyle products. I actually love their toothpaste. It's really awesome. Uh, they have like face masks and all this kind of cool stuff. So you got to check it out. I use them for my spa day. I have a mud mask as well. <laughs> no shame in my game. Self-care is real. Um, and so check that out. Redmond.life, not .com, .life, L-I-F-E and put in the discount code Chef Michael. Now, before we get started, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about my guest today. She is a, a, a dear friend of mine. I mean, we met in this keto community. However, uh, she's really just like a badass chick. She uh, She's a mom, she's a blogger, she's a, 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 she has a YouTube channel, she has a published cookbook. Um, she's just a rock star. And so um, you may know her as Gigi Eats. I just know her as Gigi uh, or the Salmon Queen because she is obsessed with eating salmon and eats it every day. Well, used to. So we'll dive into that a little bit. Um, 
but she's really just hilarious and sweet and kind and uh, and really just puts a smile on everyone's face. So welcome to the stage, Gigi. Okay, sorry, my sound was not on, so I did not know that you were here. So if you said something, my apologies. I just said hi, but then I could talk and hear you typing. Oh, okay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> nothing on your forehead, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, I know it's it's. Okay, pretty. well, the nice thing is, if, if you do that, then yes, but you have it a little darker on that side, so it kind of works. Uh, the lighting works. Okay. <laughs> How the fuck are you? Oh man, I'm I'm actually feeling okay right now, so that's great because you know Good. a lot of times for the last like three four weeks, every single morning around this time, I'd like have to go back to bed. So <laughs> yeah, well that was that was my private. How are you? Even though we're recording, but let's just oh. start recording because I well, I'm just gonna fix my boobs a little bit. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I got titties too. Yeah, you do. Sexy. Gigi, I missed you. <laughs> I know, I really missed you too. And I feel, I feel like I really am on stage right now. I have the spotlight right here because you know I married an actor. So I've got these lights. That's, that's what happens. Well, then, then you're used to a little bit of drama. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, you know, before we, we dive in, um, let me just say that the first time we met, I was wearing this T-shirt. For those of you listening on audio only, it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter in general, but I'm like weird. Do you ever have like clothes associations like with like weird well, things? Well, Michael, I don't know if you remember this, but you signed my swerve bag and I still <gasps> have that signature on the swerve bag. Granted, it's upstairs somewhere in the Oh my God. But I Shut up. Which, that, that is hilarious. See, okay, so we're both like, secretly sentimental for each other oh my god i totally <laughs> am i you want to know something really crazy so you know on facebook it says like when you're in a relationship it'll send you oh right right phone. right i still have two emails telling me when landon my husband if you guys don't know that um said we were in a relationship on facebook and i still have them and it was oh my gosh that's so <laughs> funny that's that's hilarious well yeah we met i think so it, it kind of ties in together, but I think I had like had a break from filming at the show and you lived in LA at the time. Yeah. And I came over and we, we cooked and we laughed and like, as a joke, you know, I don't take myself seriously or like see myself as like That's why anything, we get you know? So well. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to secretly <laughs> sign your fucking swerve bag of like keto sugar as <laughs> a joke. Well, yeah. And it made my day, honestly. So thank you. That's so funny. Well, we were joking because uh, although you don't talk about this that much, we are both um, students of reality TV at one point in our life. One point in our life. Yeah, I yeah, don't we could. <laughs> talk about mine. Like on Facebook, it'll come up. Oh, this happened X amount of years ago. So then I'll share yeah. that. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? But well, I get it in the sense that like, uh, anybody who's done reality TV will know the sort of trauma of it all. And like, I can't wait for the day where I never have to discuss it again. <laughs> oh, I couldn't agree more. And what's funny is people ask me all the time, hey, do you watch The Bachelor? And then I'm like, heck no, I don't. Because when <laughs> I was on that show, it totally ruined it for me because I know the yeah, truth definitely ruins everything. It. Yeah. And also just being in the entertainment space for the last 10, 11 years, like, I just, I just know. And it kind of ruined Same. TV for me. 
yeah, w- once you've seen behind the curtain, so to speak, it's um, it's rough. Like other than purely scripted television and movies, which like I under no one is pretending that they're real, so I can, you know, we understand going into it that they're fake. And I also appreciate um, it. yeah, I appreciate that art form exactly. But like I, I don't think I watched a single episode of reality TV until very recently. Um, because they're all, you can see, even if it's like totally different, like structure, like it's not like bachelor and master chef are the same on the surface as a viewer, but they're exactly the fucking same. (laughs) Like when it comes to editing and producing and stuff, the production piece. Yeah. It's the same. And in fact, like literally a lot of them are like the same crews, like, um, our crew that like behind the scenes crew was like the same people who were doing America Ninja Warrior at night when they were working with us in the day and like it was the same drivers every day and it's like the same cast and crew the same staff basically that's doing like american ninja war and master chef which nobody as a viewer is going to be like oh yeah that makes sense but yeah. it's all the same it's just a different uh like topic or whatever but the way it's, it's put together hustle. is the same it's yeah because i had a ton of friends who were working on like 45 different shows at the same time they never slept they never went home and they were always right. working and i barely saw them yeah uh, I yeah, yeah. Envy that life that's for sure no it's it's wild um except i will make one exception people ask me all the time would you go back to mass show would you go back to reality tv the only exception is you and i promised we were going to do what the great race or whatever yes. um oh god what is it i don't know what i yeah but like the great race of some sort whatever it is what, what's it called the amazing race amazing race yeah yeah i will totally do that with you the second coast oh. is not a thing anymore i am there oh yeah and that's that's only because i think we can win <laughs> a thousand percent i think we can win a thousand percent i think we work together well and like if i'm having a moment or if you're having a moment i'm like get your shit together let's fucking yeah go. yeah 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 for sure well and also like you know i think what a lot of people see of us on instagram which is very much who we really are like i, I kind of like hate when like i've seen even with you people be like oh what's really gg like i'm sorry i'm like no no that's exactly gg's gg like gg's not that's- that's one of my favorite compliments, and I get it when I meet people. They're like, "You are literally the exact no, you're Gigi, yeah. person that you are yeah. on Instagram." I'm like, "Good, because I'm not trying to be someone else. I like who I right. am. Thank you very much." <laughs> right, but that that does bring me to a point about like why I started this podcast, and I and I know this about you, right? So Gigi is definitely the same. Gigi that you see online she's you know you're crazy you're funny you're hilarious you're upbeat um all that stuff you're not turning anything on by any means however sometimes it feels like with social media and this isn't to you i'm, I'm talking about myself and i i do yeah. see it in you because we call each other on like the old school telephone and have these like long conversations old uh and, and and you, yeah old school you you can't like i don't get to do that on instagram like the way instagram is structured doesn't allow us to like get a little bit more real. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast. Like I have no intention of what we're going to talk about today, no agenda, no cute questions written down, but you and I talk about some really real shit. And even though like your Instagram, you have not only great food, but great content and funny stuff and you share your life and you bring us into your world. Um, I like, I hate the way stories are structured and that like, you can't, like, you know how it, like, limits you to four slides at a time and, like... It used to be ten. Long ago, it used to be ten. I, I what the fuck that. is that? What is that? 
like, I don't annoying. know. Instagram so update and like actually do something good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm glad we have like an, a way that you and I can talk and maybe show people like who we are, not really who we are. Cause we are who we are, but just like dive in a little deeper, I guess you could say. Um, so that's why it made sense to bring you here. Cause I just, I adore you. And, um, I'm so glad we've became friends on this space. Uh, but beyond our friendship, I think you have a lot to share. Um, you've gone through, oh goodness. You've been keto long before it was cool. Let me tell you. <laughs> and you know, the thing is, is my mom has been keto way longer than it's been cool. Like she started. Oh, interesting. Years ago. Interesting. I didn't actually know that. And, and you also do like a lot of dairy free i think and you don't do pork right yeah i don't eat pork so basically my diet is sugar-free dairy-free nut-free gluten-free like it's just allergen friendly because I, I have a lot of food allergies as on right. as well as being keto paleo and the reason why i always do keto paleo is because you know there are some people out there that might see that i eat sweet potatoes although right now and I have a panic attack but um, they'll look at me and be like, um, excuse me, that's not keto, but to be fair, anything can be keto as long as it quote fits your macros right. and sweet potatoes are a very healthy food. So I, they work for me. So, yeah. And, and I'm glad you brought that up because like, I kind of despise all these boxes within keto, like this, yeah. like everything fits in these like nice little neat boxes, like if sweet potato fits your life, you're still keto to me. I don't think you should have to like defend it by saying I'm keto paleo. I mean, you can identify however you want, but I mean, as a commentary about the space, it feels like it just annoys me when people are like, that's not keto. I'm like, yeah, wait. So you eat like, like I'll post, I have a lot of, I do a lot of recipes with butternut squash. It's a little carby, but I do a lot of recipes oh, with butternut squash. Me too. Me too. And it has some natural starches. I love cooking with it. I have a, a few recipes in my cookbook with butternut squash, but I always get these comments like that's not keto, but then they do spaghetti squash pasta. And I'm like, that's do you know that it's the same shit? <laughs> like, okay. It's just a different shape inside. That's like, sh Yeah. So you bring up an excellent point. Cause like in my cookbook, I have a lot of recipes that incorporate higher carbohydrate vegetables, but what they don't fucking realize, and I'm sorry, do you not want me to curse? Cause I can tell. Oh, fucking curse away. Oh, I wouldn't okay. have brought you here if we were going to be like fucking, yeah. polite, polite in this room. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who exactly your audience is, but they I don't know either. <laughs> that being said, of uh, the critique that I get is, Oh, this is not a keto recipe. I'm like, okay, but you're also not educated or you didn't even read the first section of my book that states you can incorporate these things into a keto lifestyle. Quote, again, as long as it fits your macros. So like right. if you're eating this meal that I, or this uh, recipe that I created that has 12 grams of net carbs in it, right. whoa, that's a lot. Well, don't eat any carbs for breakfast or lunch. Like, whoa, explosion right. information explosion. right there. Well, and, and also, even if you like, so what, like if you're getting a few extra carbs that day from butternut squash, like fuck Who's off. If that's like a, you? you know, like it's bizarre to me. And, and, you know, I'm not here to like stir the pot. Cause like, I think we all need, you know, we all need to find what works for us. However, yeah. people who are going to be like yelling at me over butternut squash and then I go to their page and it's like all these like keto cereals and things and like oh packaged God. goods that have like 60 yeah. ingredients in them. I'm like. 
I think you need, yeah, I think you need to think about that a little harder. <laughs> like if you're going to get mad at carrots and butternut squash, um, uh, maybe think about it a little different, you know? <laughs> I don't know. That's me. When does butternut squash hurt anybody? The whole premise and the point of keto diet really overall is get rid of the grains, get rid of the sugar. That's right. That's literally took the words out of my mouth. Like the only real hard and fast rules I have are no wheat and no sugar. Yeah. Um, like keto breads. Oh my God. When people are like, oh my God, I found this keto bread. I'm like, yeah, I like that's like I see that the same way as like a cheat day for me. I always have it in my house because my fiance loves it. I have nothing to do. I haven't had a slice of keto bread in eesh, maybe I mean, like six he months. He isn't following a keto diet yet. He wants to quote eat lower carb or whatever. I would say fine, eat low carb bread. Like my husband, yeah, doesn't give a shit about dieting. But if I can find like a sugar free something that he likes, I'm like. Exactly. Woo! Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. And, and like, he's a nurse. So I think, um, he really recognize there's, there's a lot of reasons why he eats, I would say low carb. It's more like he understands the medical value. Um, the other part of it is just, um, our house is keto. So it's yeah. just, I don't really buy or support like, you know what I mean? I'm just, there's no reason for me if he hated it and asked me to, I'd bring bread. Um, and like occasionally he'll be like, Hey, I really want like, I don't know, like cupcake or something. You know what I mean? It's not a huge deal. Um, but we just keep a keto household. It's just, it's just easier. I'm just I mean, in that mode all the time. If you're in charge of cooking and grocery shopping, and then yeah, that's how it should be. Yeah. So. Yeah. Why not? Um, so I apologize for drinking my espresso right now. Um, well, I apologize if you hear any noises upstairs. I promise I'm not farting. It's just random noise that's going on upstairs. <laughs> I wish you were. No. Um, oh, okay. So, so speaking, um, speaking of... Making fart noises. Speaking of um of coffee, Farting? correct? Co <laughs> no, we've covered that topic enough already. Uh, coffee, you are a weirdo because you don't drink coffee, right? I do. You're a, you're an, you're an energy drink. Okay, gal. so I'll give you a little story. So when I was in college, I well actually no, let's go back a couple more years. When I was just in high school, my mom used to she was an OBGYN. So she was always trying to find energy and she didn't drink coffee either. She doesn't like the taste and uh, she would drink tea, but tea didn't really do much. So she would buy these energy drinks that had amphetamine in them and I would drink them. I'm like, oh, hell yes, this is awesome. Anyway, right. in college, I would drink something called Redline, which is actually um, now known as Bang. Redline is part of that company, interestingly enough. Um, but that was like the first sort of bang, if you will. So I would drink one of these little, little power shots, if you will. I think it was like 250 milligrams of caffeine. I would also actually at the time drink coffee as well. And then I would drink like a monster or something like that. So I was drinking a shit ton of caffeine. Like 500 milligrams of caffeine yes. or something. Yeah. Too, ma too many milligrams. And I'm the type of person that like wakes up with a ton of energy regardless. So me too. I don't really need that. Um, right. But now, I don't know. I just, I lost the taste of coffee when I had uh, my sequel volvulus, when my large intestine twisted into a knot when I was 21. Uh, I, I just remember I was drinking a lot of coffee back then. And I just sort of associated that episode with coffee. And I'm like, Oh, never again. Same with lamb. I can't really eat lamb because I ate lamb the night before I had that surgery. And when everything hit the fan, if you will. So like, I can't really look at lamb. I can sort of look at eggplant again, 
But um, so yeah, I associate coffee with that time. So now all I drink are my ultra monster zero deliciousness. I do taste test of other energy drinks like all the time, but nothing, nothing it ranks as high as my, my monster. Yeah, 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 for sure. And, and I'm the complete opposite. I yeah. cannot drink energy drinks, which is I mean, funny. We actually, we actually, we had this conversation. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, that's fine. I accept you for who you are. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I love you anyway. Because actually, we are a lot more similar than, than not. Uh, we actually yeah. eat a lot of the same foods. Um, I, I have probably a more, obviously, I have a larger diet in regards to like the availability of ingredients that I, that I, like I do dairy and stuff like that. But in terms of like our approach to food, we have a lot in common. However, we do not agree on the caffeine sources, which is okay. Um, but this is, I need, like I need coffee and I want it as strong as possible. I don't do regular like drip coffee. I need like lava black espresso. Oh, only. I, I need the strongest of the strong too. Yeah. Uh, so right now, um, as I've mentioned briefly, uh, I am pregnant and people are like, oh God, no energy drinks when you're pregnant. Bitch, shut the fuck up. I'm going to drink my energy drink. And I don't care because my mindset, and I feel like every pregnant woman needs to adopt this, is every if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. So mm. if I'm meant to have this child, then I am so allowed to drink my damn energy drink. <laughs> I love it. I mean, well, look, your your mom's an OBGYN. I'm sure you know what you're doing. And um, well, I mean, as long you as know. you drink less than 200 milligrams of caffeine, and I have calculated right. it in my monster white ultra, whatever, it's only 140 milligrams, which people are actually shocked when I tell them this information because they're always so used to hearing that the bang has 300 milligrams. Right. And right. I'm sorry, but I hate bang. I will not drink bang. I think it's disgusting. It's too chemically. And it's everything that you don't like about energy drinks. It's right. just. That's why I can't drink any of them, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and look, uh, I am no expert on this field, but people have been drinking caffeine around the world for centuries. It's This is nothing new. Um, yeah. So, you know, and, and you're extremely healthy. Um, I, I love your approach to life, and I'm sure it applies to your approach to pregnancy, which um, doesn't surprise me at all, which is basically like I do what works for me and everybody else can fuck off. Like I saw you eating sushi. I, I think there's oh so many, there's so many misconceptions around this stuff. My sister's an OBGYN too. So I like, I've had a lot of discussions about this stuff and like, uh, it, it's a fascinating industry. I, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people who say you shouldn't be keto while pregnant either. So let's, oh, let's dude, dive. I'm in ketosis all the time. And with my first kid, like they were always super worried about my ketone levels. I'm like, again, I'm gonna do what I want. But I have a girlfriend right now who has gestational gestational diabetes and she was doing keto prior to being pregnant. And then she kind of fell off the bandwagon during pregnancy, which a lot of people do, unfortunately. And then when she was diagnosed with diabetes, she was starting to take this keto approach again. But this was prior to meeting with a fucking dietitian who was right. like, Okay, this is what you're going to do. You're going to incorporate grains. And even when you're not hungry, you should eat the grains. Oh, but hold on. She was showcasing to me what her um, blood glucose was. And it was like 80, which is good, great for uh, diabetes. And then when she was eating these grains, it was 120. And I'm like, 
these nutritionists are so dated and so dumb. And I'm like, okay, Stephanie, you need to not listen to this woman. I'm sorry. Like I'm putting my foot down. Listen to me (laughs) or listen to your glucose meter. Clearly it's telling you what you need to know. And what you need to know is that your dietitian who recommended these carbs is a dumbass. (laughs) Man, I, I, and I've talked about this in other episodes too. I think the medical industry is behind in regards to like ketosis as a tool. Yeah. It it just seems like it's behind. Um, well, so let like be masters, sorry sorry to interrupt. No 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 no. Go I ahead. Got my masters uh, in nutrition communications. You know they're teaching you the basis and the ba- basic. Excuse me and all this bullshit. I would get in fights with my professors all the time because I have this keto approach and I have been keeping up to date with the latest and greatest information. And they're all talking about 1970s information and they're funded by the FDA and all this bullshit. Well, they have to say X, Y, and Z in order to keep their funds. And I'm like, oh my God, why are you miseducating all of these students who are then going to go and miseducate everybody else? Yeah. Well, and then they'll be teaching that information for the next 50 years too. So it's like... So, so before we dive into this, because I, I think this is a huge topic. So before we dive into this, because um, I'm really curious to hear, you know, what your journey has been to getting to today, you know, uh, before we talk about your approach today, give us a quick kind of rundown of like the Gigi story uh, through your kind of diet decision making, you know, so like, where did this start? I know some of these answers, but our listeners don't. You've been keto for a long ass time. <laughs> this is not yeah, new for I you. So for 18 years at this point, And that makes me feel really old. Everyone's like, how old are you? Actually in your little keto group that you have on Facebook. Oh my God. I, I saw that. I, I thought it was so funny. I really I wanted too. to guess my age. I was like, he's going to say I'm like 10 years old, isn't she? I, <laughs> anyway, I saw that too. I thought it was hilarious. But anyway, so um, my keto quote journey, if you will, started around age 15. I went to boarding school because I was a bad kid. Um, but in boarding school, I actually professionally snowboarded. I used to compete uh, in Colorado, which is ironic because I'm back in Colorado now. Um, but when I was, you know, physically exerting myself, I felt I didn't feel good. I started to really take note of how I felt. And I just felt exhausted, my stomach hurt, bloated, blah, 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 all that stuff. Anyways, as I mentioned earlier, my mom has been keto for the last 30 years. And she sent me this book with all of this keto information. There was no book jacket on it. There was no nothing. I had no idea what the keto approach was. But now that I think back to it, it was a ketogenic diet book. And she would write notes in the margins as to where I should pay attention to things. It even said like, don't eat nuts because, you know, if you're on like a weight loss journey, for instance, nuts are only going to hinder that because people tend to eat, overeat them, uh, especially nut butters. So um, I started adopting some of those things and it it did really start to help me. And then (laughs) one drunken night, I uh, wound up in the hospital and they took blood and all that kind of stuff. And they actually determined that I had a lot of food allergies as well. So I got rid of a lot of foods in my diet that they said that were not good for me. Uh, And in turn, unfortunately, I became anorexic and I got down to like 65 pounds because I just like didn't know what to eat and what to what not to eat all this stuff. And you know, at such a young age, you just are brainwashed by so many things. Sure. Uh, That being said, I was 
able to get myself out of this eating disorder without going to inpatient clinics. Uh, I hate therapists, so I never went to one of those. I went to one once and she made me feel worse. Uh, they, mm. uh, when I, my mom tried to get me into an inpatient clinic. They were like, you just need to go to the hospital because you're like going to die. Uh, whatever. I don't, I'm not asking for, you know, oh, pity story or pity party or whatever. Sure. Uh, well, be, my journey. So be, um, before you go past that, do, just a quick question for you, because we've actually never talked about this topic. Do you feel, was your eating disorder derived out of uh, self image or was it derived out of sort of the fear or demonization of food because of what was happening around you and your diet restriction? I would say both. And then I would also say it was a control thing because at the exact mm. same time, my boarding school closed down and I was devastated because I had made so many fa family members because, you know, I went to boarding school at 14 and I started making all these friends. And then all of a sudden my school closed down and I had to lose all my friends, my first boyfriend ever. Like, uh, so it was, it was devastating in that respect. So I felt like I had control except total lack of control at the same time of the foods that I could eat and could not eat. Like when I went to my second boarding school, I was eating, um, you know, those like green powder drink things like you're supposed to put it in water and mix it together, like green juice, if you will, but it comes yeah. in water form. I was yeah. eating three scoops of that for dinner. Like that was dinner and oh lunch God. was eight ounces of turkey breast. Like that was all I was eating. And I felt like I had that control. Uh, granted I was kicked out of my second school because they were like, you're going to die on our watch and we don't want that. Um, so anyway, wow. I got myself back to where I was mentally stable and it's interesting how it kind of happened. It's because I, I remember this perfectly and it might remind you of what happened to you last week in Texas with it being freezing and all the power going out. So the same sort of thing happened. I'm from Connecticut. And so I was back in Connecticut. And the power went out for like a week. We had nothing. It was freezing. It was like January. And I remember I was sitting next to my dog to keep me warm because I was so cold. And I was watching a movie on a portable laptop that had like a tiny bit of battery left. And my brother walks in. And my brother and I at that time, like didn't really have a relationship. I didn't really think he knew who I was, whatever. And he walks in and he just says, you look fucking disgusting. And that totally hit home for me. That was like a huge pivotal moment in my life where I was like, my brother, my brother even like knows who I am and, and cares about me. Like here, here my mom is trying to shove food in my face. My dad cooking up all this elaborate French food because he's cooking the family. And my brother was the one who really just like hit home with me. So at mm. that point, I I started to really take note of all, my mom had a ton of diet books because as I said, she's a doctor. She always wanted to be a nutritionist, but her father pushed her in the realm of OBGYN for some reason. But so she had all of these diet books and I gathered all of this information from the blood type diet to the zone diet, to the South Beach diet, to the blah, 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 blah. And I took all of that information and I created a lifestyle. I call it the Gigi lifestyle with all of this information because there's no one size fits all. And I say that to right. this day, I think diet books are stupid because they basically are trying to cater to every single person out there, but every single person out there is so different. So what works for one person doesn't work for another person. So like, for instance, with you, like you can have dairy. I can't. 
I have a girlfriend who was vegan for a very long time. And then she was diagnosed with something called Sorjorn's disease. And that basically was saying, you can't eat grains. You can't be vegan. And I told her, girl, you need to try and eat meat. I understand that it might be an ethical thing for you, but like for your health, you need to try or else you're not going right. to go the rest of your life. So she incorporated chicken and salmon and stuff like that. And she feels worlds better. Granted, sore joints is a seriously terrible autoimmune disease. Um, so she never really feels good. But I, I feel for her because when I was diagnosed with my food allergies, I was also diagnosed with celiac and Crohn's and ulcerative colitis. And then um, when I was 21, I had my large intestine removed because of the sequel volvulus that I had as well, where my large intestine twisted into a knot. Um, so all of these things sort of have got me to where I am now. One other thing I will mention is after I had my sequel volvulus, my doctor recommended that I use Miralax uh, to like, you know, help go. And so I'm the type of person who's very much all or nothing. <laughs> Hence why, you know, when you see my photos on Instagram, there's a huge plate of food. Uh, anyway, so I was not doing one scoop of Miralax every night. I was doing eight and I made it right. into like an ice cream type of thing. So it was actually like really good. I'd put it in the blender with some like coffee concentrate and some stevia. And I'm like, whoa, it's so frothy, delicious. But it ruined my damn life. Like I did not have a social life from 6 p.m. until like 10 a.m. every day because I was on the toilet. And at that same time, I, I met my husband on Tinder and I, I made it a rule. Hey, I can't see you every other day because I have a life, that kind of bullshit. But really, I was like, okay. So I won't do Miralax every day, but I'll do it every other day. So, you know, and I made sure that that, that would quote work with my body. And that so made that, sense in your brain. Exactly. But my <laughs> yeah. husband doesn't plan things. So on nights <clears throat> that like I would take Miralax, he'd text me at midnight being like, hey, can you get me a sweet tea from Chick-fil-A? And when you're in the beginning of a relationship, you'll like do anything for somebody. Yeah, so here I am like holding in all the gas and like wanting to die. Uh, but going to Chick-fil-A at midnight to get a fucking sweet tea for the man that I like. Um, and then down the road, I just realized like, this isn't gonna work. And then one night I had a really serious episode where it felt like uh, the same pain that I had my sequel volvulus or that I had with my sequel volvulus. And I called him during his like acting class and I told him he needs to take me to the hospital. And that's when I finally admitted to myself, I can't, I can't take Miralax ever again. So that's the day I stopped and I am so much happier for it. It took a very long time to train or retrain my digestive tract to actually like do things again, but it, it, your body is very smart. Just like, yeah, you know, it's adaptable. Like, exactly. When people are like, oh God, I gotta do a detox. You don't because your <clears> liver <throat> will detox for you as long as you eat healthfully. So yeah. when you stop Miralax and, you know, it might take a while, it might be really, really tempting to get back on it or do another laxative or whatever. Um, you just, you have to power through. And for well, me, in a way, keto is a, is a detox, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> like, and way, honestly, yeah. for me personally, having a high fiber diet does not work, which is why keto right. is great for me. I need low fiber diet in order for my digestive tract to really do its thing perfectly. And, um, you know, everyone's like, oh my God, you got to drink a lot of water. You got to eat a lot of fiber, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, 
That sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. Drink water, of course, but eating high yeah. fiber. Oh God, it like hurts my stomach just thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. And there's other ways of dealing with regularity, like a, like with magnesium and other exactly. dietary changes. So yeah. Natural, natural yeah. So yeah. that's kind of me in a nutshell. That's where I am So now. when when did you kind of start sharing your food and your journey like what i don't actually know because you were already out there by the time i figured out like keto instagram like yeah. when did this all start and actually you've been doing some youtube stuff a long time before so yeah. professionally speaking what was your journey like on on as yeah. like gg well, eats celebrities and gg eats when i moved to la i had this intent that i wanted to be an entertainment reporter uh, so i actually moved to la because i got a job at e and i was working with her online whatever blah 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 and i really wanted to be one of their on-air talent so i became friends with a lot of people and their advice to me was to start a blog and a youtube channel because people are googling people to see what sort of personality they have so that's why I started Gigi Eats Celebrities. And the reason why it's Gigi Eats Celebrities, I was making fun of diet and fitness trends of celebrities because I was very enamored by, you know, celebrities, number one, because I didn't live in Hollywood. And I was obviously interested in food and nutrition and health. So I would always debunk these diets, say they're terrible, and then give an alternative approach at the end of my videos. Well, this advice of making videos worked because I actually got a lot of on-camera entertainment reporting jobs. And I decided, and my blog morphed into what it is today, although I haven't been blogging as much lately and whatever. <laughs> uh, but it morphed because I was realizing like, hey, I don't necessarily want to make fun of the celebrities that um, I would potentially be interviewing. So. Hmm. I also morphed it more into who I am and my lifestyle and foods and stuff like that because people were starting to ask questions of who is this girl in the video? I don't know who she is. She's talking to me about celebrities that, you know, I see in movies and, you know, they're out of my reach. But like this girl, I can have a conversation with her, but I just, I don't know about her. So that's when I sort of I started doing a spinoff, Gigi Eats Groceries. I would talk about random products that no one had ever heard of. Granted, they're super popular now, which is incredible to watch. Like over the last 17 years, seeing things grow. Like I started working with Zevia when they first came out. Um, oh, interesting. I've been, I've been using Stevia uh, and New Naturals as a brand that's been out forever. And I've been using Stevia for 18 years and people only probably realize what Stevia is maybe like eight years ago. Right. Um, and then erythritol and all that sort of stuff, like these ingredients that people didn't know about, I've been using them for a very long time and I'll always- Well, and that's, that's why I'm so curious, that's why I'm so curious about your journey. Cause I think you've been years ahead in, in regards to like this space. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and it's, it's always fascinating to me. Yeah, I would explore those those tiny little natural markets and I'd always pray one day there will be a drink out there that's sweetened with stevia as opposed to aspartame or aspartame. And lo and behold, there's so many now these days. Granted, there's sucralose too in some of them and people don't like that, but I'm not going to lie. My energy drink has sucralose in it and I'm going to drink it. <laughs> right. Because it works for you. Get over it. Anyway, yeah. so... Um, I, again, I morphed my blog and stuff more into my lifestyle. And then I just, you know, I'm a very open book kind of person. And I realized that my blog and my YouTube space is like, it's mine. It's my journal. I can do whatever the heck I want. I'm my own boss. 
So if I want to say X, Y, and Z, I'm going to say X, Y, and Z. So I talk about my Miralax situation. I talk about my boob job. I talk about being pregnant and how much it sucks. I talk about everything, much to some of my family's chagrin because my family's very private. Uh, I don't really talk about my family, though. I respect them. Um, but I, I literally let it all out because I know that whatever I say could in fact help somebody else. And right. my overall goal in life, as much as it is, is with a lot of other people is to help other people. I love helping other people. I love to make them smile. I love to make them laugh. I love to make them forget about the bullshit in their life for five seconds, which is why I always wanted to have my own TV show. Because then for that half an hour, I could be like, you know, farting around on stage with chicken wings or whatever the fuck. And they would be like, oh, I totally forgot that, you know, work totally sucked today or that I broke my leg. Right. Something right. like that. So. Well, I, I think you're really known for being unapologetic. Um, yeah. I, and, and even sometimes controversial, uh, you know, and I know like there's a lot of, well, I hate the I word, but a lot of like bloggers and influencers who like basically conform to a yeah. certain extent because they're worried like, oh, brands won't want to work with me or whatever. You're, but it, that that hasn't stopped you at all. You have a potty mouth. <laughs> you say whatever the fuck is on your mind unapologetically. Um, your journey isn't like everybody else's. Um, I just, I, I really respect that about you. So I want to, I want to just like kind of give you a little credit there. Um, I think you're very I unique. I respect you for that too, because I know that you're not the type of person to sell out on things. And that's yeah. somewhere that we totally agree upon. I don't understand. Well, actually, no, I do understand people are money hungry. They realize, sure. oh my God, if I'm like a quote influencer, I could totally make a couple bucks on X, Y, and Z, even if I right. don't actually like the product. I had someone actually talking to me or asking me questions today about, sponsorships and all that kind of stuff. And she, she even asked me this question and I'm like, I know. Well, anyway, let me ask, let me tell you the question. She said, so do you still do the review and get paid even if you hate the product and just like, say you like it? I'm like, what? How long have you been following me? Because I feel like I know you've been following me for a while. You know, I don't fucking lie about anything. And I would never ever work with a brand I don't like. And also right. the number one thing you need to do if you are in fact forming a partnership with a brand is you need to try the product before you agree before. on it. Before, exactly. If you don't like it, don't do it. I don't give a shit if they're paying you $3,000. Right. Don't. Right. Or, or tell the truth. You know, when companies write me and ask me to do a review on a product, um, paid or not, I'm like, sure, you can send me the product, but like, I'm going to say the truth or oh, I won't, or I won't talk about your product. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or I just like, cause like it, it is, it's a tricky space to navigate. Cause like sometimes with small businesses who are starting up, I don't want to do damage to them if I don't like their product, which is like tricky. Right. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie and promote it either. You know? No, so like I, I get, I think with a smaller brand, you can simply give them your feedback via email. Like you don't have to broadcast it on. The exactly. Computer. Exactly. Or like, it's funny. Like if you, if people have been following me, like there's kind of subtle ways that you may be able to pick up on things with me. Like if I do an unboxing and then I'm like, then you never hear my thoughts on the product, but I like give, I, you know, like I do an I unboxing, but I never like, talk about it again. Uh, those are good clues. Cause like, you know, there's certain subtle ways that, you know, 
people can pick up on it, but I'm I'm never ever and I never have and I never will like lie about it. Like you said, money or not, like I do, you know, if I get a product from a small company, I'm happy to like shout it out if I like it too for free too. Like yeah. it's fine. It takes 30 seconds. It's not a big deal. Um, I don't really do much paid content in general. You know that we've had long, heartfelt discussions about this. That's what I love about you too. It's like, you're, I mean, I, I would say we're both not in this for the money because I really am not, but it just happens to be where I make my money. Uh, Well, and and there's like amazing, but at the same time, like I just love reviewing products. I love creating recipes. I love to eat. So like, if I could get paid on top of that, cool. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, and, and there's nothing wrong with people making money. Um, that's that's we should, you know, we all got to kind of do our hustle. Um, it's just tricky, you know, how to kind of navigate those waters sometimes because a lot of companies, you know, I, I'm sure I don't get as many as you, but I like when I say daily multiple emails from oh, yeah. random companies, oh, yeah. um, it's nonstop. Um, and and so that's why, like, at a certain point you can't like you can't turn your account into just like a constant commercial. That's, um, that's another thing too. There's a happy medium. So there are yeah. some Instagram accounts that I see that are constantly just posting ad after ad after ad. And then all of their stories are just use my code and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you're so inauthentic. Like this is very unattractive. If right. I wanted ads, like I would just go on YouTube and watch someone's YouTube yeah. video and get 50,000 ads pop up. Right. Well, and I think, um, you know, for anybody listening who's like thinking about blogging or whatever, I think that we we know it's important to make quality content, whatever that means for you. If you're like, you know, you want to share recipes, make sure they're tasty or whatever. But I think beyond that, like one thing you're really good at, as we've said a minute ago, is like you're very open about who you are. I think authenticity is undervalued um, in the social media space. Like people feel it and they get attached to people um, that they just feel like they know or that they want to know in real life. And and if you go too far to one direction in regards to like uh, only selling things, that authenticity goes away. Uh, people lose trust and they feel like, you know, like disillusioned or I don't know what the right word is. You know what I mean? So there is a balance and there's a right and a way wrong way to do it. The the word that you use that's key is trust. And when Mm. you're authentic, you build trust with your audience. My audience knows that I'm never going to bullshit them. And another great compliment is, you know, when people share things that they purchased because of me and they're like, I know Gigi will never steer me in the wrong way. And I'm like, it's true. I'm only going to tell you what I think is fucking delicious or fucking terrible. And if you happen to not necessarily like the thing that I like, that doesn't mean I don't still love it. It's just, you have different taste preferences than me. Like not everybody loves salmon yet. Here I am like fucking eat salmon. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, like I hate stevia. I'll be honest. Like I I think every, I like erythritol the best, honestly. Well, yeah, but I I guess it was more, more the point of like the way that our tongues are, each, you know, like we're not all going to like the same things and actually yeah. specific to sweeteners. This isn't just like a preference thing. I I don't know if this is really true scientifically, but I think uh, certain sweeteners, it's kind of like cilantro in the culinary world where it's yeah. like you either love cilantro or hate it. Like yeah. there are some sweeteners that just work for some people, both in taste and in their stomach. 
and others that just don't. And it's going to change. Like there's a lot of people who swear by stevia. There's people who swear by monk fruit. I can't do either of those two. They make me yeah, sick. Yeah, monk like, fruit and I, I realize I don't get along. Allulose mm -mm. makes me want to die. Yeah, um, and I'm the other way. I live on allulose. I wish that I could. Uh, I can only, uh, one of my favorite things is something called Zocal uh, ice cream. And it's made with allulose. It's so good. And like, I can literally only eat two bites. And if I eat a third, like my stomach will start to churn. And I'm like, ooh, that. It's so interesting. It's yeah, it's so, so interesting. Good. Yeah, I think, I think when you're starting like a, a no sugar diet or a keto or whatever you're doing, I think it's important to like play with sweeteners until you yeah. find the one that like fits with you. Um, I too, like if I was an erythritol guy until allulose came along and now it's like, I can't really use anything but allulose to be honest. Yeah. Um, I keep swerver on my house because like there are times when I like it, especially the brown, um, just brown. because there isn't like a brown allulose yet. Not yet. Um, there will be, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure there's people working on it. Uh, but yeah, definitely kind of finding the sweetener that works for you. But it's like a broader topic. Like find all the shit that works for you. you know? That's exactly. Like on it, my favorite piece of advice is just like go to a grocery store, go to Sprouts and walk up and down all the aisles. Mm, yeah. Stunned with all of the insane products. I just bought one today. I don't even know what it was. It was like a syrup of some sort that was brand new that I've never seen. I'm like, ooh, vanilla maple sounds great. I don't know what I'd use it in because I'm not really like a sweet person, but I was like, I'm yeah, gonna just buy it because it's new and it's on sale and who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've definitely lost some money on some products that I didn't love, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, kind of pivoting back to something that we started the conversation about, I. I think, I, I don't know really with the, with your friends and family and stuff, but I was one of the first people I think that you told about your pregnancy. You were. Definitely not the first, but I was, I was in the cool group. Okay. I'd like to, maybe I just want to believe that. Um, but you, you told me a little earlier. For my family. <laughs> wow. So, you know, before you obviously announced it publicly, which makes perfect sense. Um, you know, talking about your pregnancy public publicly as a whole, you know, that makes sense. However, Let's talk about this for a second. So now you are on baby number two, um, baby number two in life, but baby number two as a keto person. Now there is so much um, assumptions that you can't be keto pregnant. And again, I nor you are medical professionals. So we're not giving medical advice today, mm -hmm. but I'd love to know kind of how you approach being keto and pregnant. Does it change now? I know your cravings have changed and what you want to eat has a changed. Bit, yeah. But in terms of like a nutritional approach, do you change your macros or like the types of foods that you eat because you're pregnant? Or are you kind of just like, it's all under the same umbrella for you? Like you're just you in know, it. What's interesting is when I became pregnant, I lost an appetite for sweet potatoes and salmon. And that was what I was eating for dinner every damn night. Um, and sweet potatoes, as I said, they add carbs because they're a carb rich vegetable, a root vegetable. Mm. I stopped eating them. So if anything, I am more keto now than I was because I didn't replace it with anything else. I, the, I, so that's, what's changed. And then I, I do, uh, intermittent fasting. I still do it when I'm pregnant. I haven't eaten since last night. Um, but in the morning, usually my first meal is around 11, 30, 12, but I've had seriously crazy cravings for beef jerky. 
Uh, so I get those grass-fed, grass-finished beef jerky sticks from Chomps or Turkey or whatever. And I might have one or two of those around 10.30 in the morning because I'm like, whoa, starving. But also I have to note that I still work out for two hours a day every day in the morning as well when I wake up at four in the morning. So I not only have worked out for two hours in a fasted state, but on top of that, I'm, I'm fasting. So I'm like fucking starving. So then I'm also in my brain, I'm like, I think the baby needs it. <laughs> so, so basically for me, I'm, I'm listening to my body more. I, I know that I'll incorporate sweet potatoes again because this happened with my first pregnancy where I didn't want salmon. I don't remember not wanting sweet potatoes, but I definitely didn't want salmon for a while. And I start to feel like my, my um, cravings are coming back for more foods that I had loved. Like I make this, and I posted on Instagram today actually, I make this seafood stir fry where I take- Yeah, with the, with the squid and all that. Yeah, yeah I've seen it. And the mackerel yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. it's very weird craving. But when I was pregnant with my first son, um, I don't know why I said first son, because I don't even know what the heck kind of baby I'm having. With your first. <laughs> my first kid, if you will. Um, I would eat this almost every single day. And my husband would make me cook it outside because it smelled so bad. Uh, but that craving is coming back. Same with red meat. I went to the Sprouts earlier today and I bought all the grass-fed and finished beef, different brands, because I was like, cool, I'm going to do a taste test, see how they're, how they're different. Um, so those are coming back too. Salmon hasn't quite come back yet, but again, I know it will. And I know when it does, I'm not going to want to eat salmon skin <laughs> out when I'm pregnant for some reason, but it'll all come back. But well, it's, it, it's funny out. though, because you were text, texting me um, it's not just that you don't want salmon. In fact, as the salmon queen, you were like disgusted. By it. It's so bad. Like, people <laughs> tag me all the time on Instagram. They'll tag me on the salmon photos because I I say tag. Because you're the salmon queen. <laughs> I can't even reshare them. I used to reshare everything, and I feel like I just need to like go back. And if they've tagged me, so I can like see that they tagged me on my profile. I need to like go back and share it, even though it kind of makes me want to gag. But like, I can't, I can't even look at it. I'm like, Ooh, make shit. Landon do it. And I have <laughs> people that'll like send me videos of them like eating the skin. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna fuck. <laughs> I I don't begin to understand what that must be like. But you know, people who know you on Instagram, uh, I just want to give a little context here. People who know you from Instagram already know why this is so funny. But if you don't know Gigi's Instagram. When I tell you that she eats salmon every day, I, I don't like, I'm not like exaggerating. Like, every day. I, I mean, it is like sometimes twice a day, every day. Like you literally live off of salmon, typically thrown on top of some greens or whatever. Yeah. Like I, I see it. You eat the same, basically different variations of the same thing every day. And so she's known, you're known as the salmon queen because you literally have like Instagram gave you a filter of salmon, a gif of like salmon flying because of you. That's how you're, you are the salmon queen, literally and figuratively. And so (laughs) the fact that one day you had to like, uh, hide from it. And we were like laughing to each other privately because we were like, what am I going to do? Like people are going to freak out if I'm not eating salmon every day. I think you, I think people actually thought something was wrong or had suspicions. Am I not, am I mistaken that something, you were, something was up? 
I got messages going, what's wrong with you? Are you sick? Where's the salmon? Like, and I'm not just talking messages. I'm talking hundreds of messages asking. <laughs> and my husband, he, he, cause I told him, he was like, people give a fuck that much. I'm like, they clearly do, which is why I had to announce I was pregnant so early because I'm an open book. I don't keep secrets and I'm very vocal. So like I right. make Instagram stories up the wazoo. I micro dot the shit out of that. And I wasn't micro dotting because I felt like shit and I wasn't eating the same things that I typically do. And, and you couldn't look at these pictures of salmon that were making I, you I nauseous. Like even some days still going on Instagram right now, I'm like, Oh God, this food doesn't make me feel good. I can't look at it. Cause like my, my Instagram right. feed is food, 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 food. There's nothing, sure. no hot guys. There's no sports. There's no anything else. It's literally food. <laughs> um, Same. I know. Right. And I mean, thankfully your food doesn't turn me off, but oh, that's nice. <laughs> like the things that don't turn me off are like sprinkles, rainbow sprinkles and like donuts <laughs> and pretty things, all the pretty things. Which is why I've been eating protein powder in pudding form because I'm like, ooh, it's so me a funny. Sweetness. And right, it's, right, right, right. It's just me that like my mouth likes. No. But you're generally finding the way you're eating now is similar to the first time you're pregnant. Very much so. I uh, I do crave cherry tomatoes. I haven't purchased. I mean, I did, but I haven't purchased any of late because uh, I go. I bought like two huge containers from Costco, and you know those are like what two pounds each went through it in two days. So I'm like, I can't, cause it's like grapes. It's like when you were eating grapes, back in the day, you eat the entire damn thing. And I, <laughs> I can't. Yeah. No, people love tomatoes. I only use tomatoes for cooking down. I cannot do I hate them raw tomato and raw red onion. Those two oh, things. Raw red onion. No, 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 no. But I, I don't even like talking know. about it. <laughs> we, the little cherry tomatoes are the tits. I can't do cooked tomatoes unless, I mean, maybe if it's like in a shop, a chipino or whatever, but like I, when I see people doing this feta cheese, uh, cherry tomato thing, that's hot. Oh, that they start mush it all up after. <laughs> it pisses me off because I'm like, cherry, cooked cherry tomatoes is, are fucking disgusting. Fucking oh, disgusting. see, I'm the opposite of, I'm, I'm the yeah, opposite a lot of people way. are, but it's Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but how are you feeling now? I mean, I know in the beginning it was rough. Is it getting any better? Um, I think it, I honestly think it's starting to get better. Yesterday okay. was kind of a shitty day, but two days, two days prior to that, I was feeling more energetic. I feel okay right now. I don't feel like I'm going to throw up. I like actually want to eat lunch. Um, but yesterday, like I was feeling fine in the morning and then I ate and then I felt like shit. So gotcha. I'm gotcha. praying that doesn't happen to me again today. But usually if I'm going to not feel good, it's going to be around two o'clock in the afternoon and on. It's yeah. Weird. Do you have any, I don't know, just whether personal or dietary advice for moms who might be thinking about or, you know, expecting mothers who are thinking about going through a pregnancy um, without sugar and carbs? Like, yeah. what would you I say would, to them? I highly recommend that they eat and incorporate a lot of eggs and a lot of fish in mm. their diet. These are two misconceptions that drive me crazy because a lot of people are like, oh my God, I can't eat fish or I can only eat it one time a week or like whatever. I'm like, no, 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 no. Your baby's brain development depends on those omega-3 fatty acids and the choline in the eggs are so beneficial for your baby's development as well. Like some people are like, oh my God, I can't eat eggs. I'm like, who, who, who said that? 
who fucking said well, that? Well, eggs were demonized back in the early 80s in Oh, general. they're always demonized. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the only way that you get high cholesterol, unless it's, you know, genetic for you, is to eat trans fatty acids. End of fucking story. Right. So eating eggs isn't going to give you high fucking cholesterol. No, it's a total unless myth. Unless it's genetic. Yeah, it's a total myth. Well, and yeah, but there's also a difference between eating a ton of uh, like cholesterol when you're keto versus cholesterol. We have a whole episode dedicated to this, so check out that episode. But like, there's a difference between eating a lot of eggs alone versus eating a lot of eggs alongside of sugar and carbs. The body's response to it. Yes, that's yeah. I remember reading a ton of studies. It's like okay, eating saturated fat by itself totally fine, but if you're gonna pair sugar and carbs, that's it's bad news. So like, right? Yeah, because your body prioritizes those those fuel sources. Like the fuel sources are prioritized in different ways, and those two together create bad cholesterol. <laughs> like it's, it's a whole thing, yeah. but yeah, oh I, I live off eggs and actually like nutritionally speaking, like eggs have almost everything. We need. Oh it's my God. Wild. They're the, the, one of the perfect foods. They seriously, yeah. if you get yeah. the omega-3 enriched eggs, holy shit, even better. So, yeah. and they're also one of the most inexpensive foods too. Another thing yeah. with pregnant women. Okay. So fish can get costly, but you need to embrace canned seafood. You do. Mm. Like, I'm not, and I'm not talking tuna because some people, because tuna is a little bit higher in mercury, but like canned salmon, mackerel, sardines. I understand some people yeah. might be like skeeved out by that stuff, but if you do in, in fact like it, chow down. Because I promise you, my son is going to be so fucking smart when he's old. Because <laughs> yep. when I started eating salmon again, oh man, I was eating all the fish and... My kid is pretty smart. Not going to lie. Yeah, I know. I'm biased, but like. <laughs> no, it's so true. I, I love sardines. They are so good. Um, so good. And just like a little chef's tip. Um, if you don't love anchovies, they're really, really good for you. Make your own Caesar dressing at home as a way to sneak them in. Uh, yeah. All like a good homemade Caesar has anchovies in it. It's it doesn't shouldn't really taste like fishy fishy, but it's a nice way because then you can like make a salad and you're getting in some of that yeah, anchovy. Yeah, but it so. gives you that umami saltiness. It doesn't give yeah. you fish flavor. So yes, yeah, exactly. As well, yeah, I love that. Uh, that th- that's amazing. I mean, I think in general, seafood is like a great thing to eat. To be honest, I'm a big seafood head. Like I I love it with you. What's your favorite? Uh, Oh, you already know. I actually love salmon. Salmon's definitely my favorite fish. I know salmon like seafood wise. Oh, um, well, I mean, I grew up like in crab country in Maryland, so I love crab. I, you know, honestly, like I don't have a favorite. I also love squid. I love octopus. Like, oh my oh. god, a good, a good grilled know, octopus is make, amazing. Can you make a recipe for octopus and then I'll remake sure. it? Sure. Yeah, sure. Obviously, yeah, you're sure. Chef Michael, and you can do it. My brother makes it all the time, so my brother's also a chef. And he always sends me these pictures. I'm like, you asshole. You're supposed to be like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, this is really, really awesome. The one last thing I'll say is uh, among many of the, the things that we're very unique about, you and I, is that we both get up insanely early oh. and we like always tell you, we're, we're always starting to show the super early. Everybody's like, thinks we're crazy, but I get up between like 2.30 to 4 a.m. every day as well. I know you do too. You do too. So I think that's really cool. Um, is that something you're continuing doing even, even through pregnancy? Oh, yeah. My husband thinks I'm nuts. But I don't yeah. care. It just, uh, there's something about the morning that I'm more creative. I have my alone time. I don't have to worry about anybody else. And I can get my stuff done or enough done in the morning that 
when everybody else wakes up and they need me or they need to go do something or, oh, Landon needs to go and do this right the fuck now because he is the oh, let's go right now type of person. I don't feel stressed that I have to drop everything that I'm doing in order to go do X, Y, and Z and be that spontaneous person. I love it. I yeah. Down in the morning. Well, and it, it's so much about like, like I'm the same way. Like it's all about just like productivity, but also just like, uh, building a healthy pattern, like a morning routine yeah. that really works for us. So I'm all about it. I highly recommend it. Like if people can like go to bed a little earlier and wake up earlier, I think your life will change. It what does for me. Guys, what time do you go to bed at night? Uh, 7.30ish, sometimes eight. I've been going to bed that early lately just because pregnancy has kicked my ass. But yeah. usually when I'm not pregnant, it'll be like nine. But man, well, it, it, after dinner- But that, that's true for like- my 4 a.m. days, like if I'm doing, if I'm more on like that 2.33 a.m., it's it's around 7.38. So we're almost exactly the same. Like if I do stay up a little bit late and go to bed at nine, then I'll wake up at four naturally. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. But um, both are in, up in the morning and we're on Instagram and we're like, hey, good morning. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Exactly. Um, So before we go any further, I want to I want to give you a little shout out. Um, I think you do so amazing work. So I, I would love for people to find out where they can find you. Um, I also happen to have this sitting next to me. So I want to tell people that you have an, ama an amazing cookbook. I have it myself. Um, you know, it's just a really awesome cookbook. It's called She Does Keto. I even have it for myself. It's not just for ladies, but it is really th thought through um, in that sense, but also has a lot of like dairy free and, and really thoughtful recipes in it. So um, I want to give that a little shout out. It's everywhere books are sold. But beyond that, would you tell the people where they can find you so people can find more of your deliciousness and health? Why, thank you. So uh, you can find me at ggeatscelebrities.com. And on YouTube, it's just Gigi Eats Celebrities. And then on Instagram, it's just Gigi Eats. But honestly, if you just put Gigi Eats in the search engine of Google, you'll you'll find me. It's that easy. <laughs> you might find a picture of Gigi Hadid eating stuff, but you know, you'll find me too. Um, so my fucking headphones died for some reason. So I can't really hear you. Okay, so um that's amazing. Yeah, guys, Gigi, uh, you just you guys have to be following her. She she's just hilarious. She's going to bring a smile to your day. Watch her keto journey um through pregnancy. She has just an awesome family. Her husband's hilarious. Um and so I I can't encourage you guys enough to like check Gigi out and stay tuned on her journey. Um so Gigi, I know we're inching closer to each other. I started in Pe in Pennsylvania, you were in LA. I moved to Texas. You came to Colorado. We're so fucking close. Where One day I'm going to give you a hug again soon. Um, but I can't thank you enough for being here. I absolutely adore you. Thank you for being you. I adore you too, Michael. I seriously, I, I am like so, I don't even know how to describe it in words, how happy I am that we met through Instagram and that we're so close and that you're just like such a great person to have on my tiny little Rolodex of people who are awesome. Um, I appreciate the shit out of you. I think you're incredible. You're going to do so many amazing things. You've already done so many amazing things. <laughs> next cookbook. And I wish that you were my neighbor so you could bring over all of that. Food. I know, I know, I know, oh I know. God. It's incredible. So uh, I know, and this is funny because people are obviously following you, but if you're not following Michael, you should follow me. <laughs> 
Well, thank you. Um, yeah, the, I, you know, you're a perfect example of the way that the keto space can really connect you with people. I, you know, you and I took an online thing and now it's like very real life. So, um, I think it's really amazing guys. Like if, if you're on a health, like a journey to health, I think it's really important that you find a community and find people to connect with. And that can be, it's not about like how many followers you have. It's about finding people that you really genuinely connect with that think the way you do. And Gigi and I really do uh, have so much in common. And it's one of the reasons that we connected so strongly. So um, thank you, Gigi, for being here. Definitely um, check out her cookbook. And while you're at it, oh, maybe snap. get yourself a copy of this too. This is my cookbook, yeah, New Keto Cooking. They're both sold wherever cookbooks are sold. Um, and of course, find more information about this podcast. I'll drop some links for Gigi uh, at chefmichael.com slash podcast. And that's chef dash Michael. Um, and Gigi doesn't even know this yet, but I'm going to be talking about her on the post episode reflection, this bonus episode that'll be happening only for members of my Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash chef Michael. So you can hear my thoughts on everything Gigi talked about. My God, I wish we had a whole nother hour because there's so much I want to say, but I want to bring you back for season two. Um, so hang those thoughts tight. And of course, um, you'll see me and Gigi interacting at Instagram anyway, a little bit more. Um, Gigi, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for you and everything that's coming in your life. Um, do you have any upcoming projects that you want to share before you go? Anything kind of exciting to talk about, uh, you know, with your business or your blog? Well, I mean, right now we're renovating our kitchen, totally gutted this stuff upstairs and they're currently working on making it gorgeous. So once that's gorgeous, I can finally get back in the kitchen and start making my YouTube videos again and all that kind of stuff. I love it. Um, I am working on a different baby right now too, but with being pregnant and not liking salmon right now, I'm and no kitchen <laughs> working on it at this moment in time. So we're on a little bit of a pause, but I'm hoping that this baby, uh, which would be another book, uh, will come out at least by December. But I love right it. now with me not feeling great, it's hard. To hey, I, I think you got enough on your plate. You just moved second pregnancy. Got your house torn apart with a kitchen renovation. I'd say you have enough going on and somehow you're still kicking ass and showing up every day uh, on socials. And actually, I just thought of this. I think we actually have a video together on your YouTube channel. Uh, yeah, we made that true? Well, I made a salmon chocolate pancake and you made a salmon burger that was oh so gorgeous. <laughs> so yeah, search for, um, we'll go to Gigi Eats Celebrities on YouTube, right? And then yeah. search for, just search for Michael in the search bar. You'll find it, I'm yeah. sure. I, I hope I'm the only Michael that's ever been on your page or I'm going to be very mad at you. You are. Don't worry. <laughs> I love it. Well, thanks for getting real today with me. And um, yeah, catch me over on Patreon after this where I get to talk some shit about Gigi. No, I could do never. it, guys. You want to hear all that shit? <laughs> I could never. I love you. Feel love better. You. Keep kicking ass. And I'll talk to you very soon. You too. Bye. Bye, guys.